everyone. My name is Rosemary. And my name is Sylvester. Welcome back to Let's DIY Life. Let's DIY Life was created to do one major thing, and that thing is to encourage everyone to live by their own rules. With their own tools. Thank you again, everyone, for tuning in to episode four. We have a wonderful show lined up for you today. So let's get started. Let's get it. Fruit Loops. Fruit have, Loops. Have you seen the new Toucan Sam, the new Fruit Loops mascot? I have seen it. And I was disappointed. Why? I was disappointed because <laughs> it looks... Okay, so it's a cartoon to start with. Yeah, we all know mm-hmm. that it's a cartoon, but it looks a little too cartoony. And when I first saw it, I was like, well, what is Is that supposed to be Toucan Sam? And sure enough, towards the end of the commercial, they started talking about Fruit Loops, and I was blown away. Yeah. I, I didn't like it. He doesn't look like Toucan Sam. And I think in the commercial, if I'm not mistaken, they actually showed the box of Fruit Loops. Mm-hmm. So they have actual Sam, and then they have this new Toucan Steve. Or what would his name be? Because he doesn't look like Sam. Yeah, I don't... Did they change the name? No, but he's Steve to me. If you ask oh. me, that the new one, his name is Steve, because he doesn't look like Sam. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So if you had to rename this new Toucan, his name is not Sam. Is it Jimmy? Toucan. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> hey, that'll work. Yeah, but you know, I, I was I was really upset and I had to calm down because I realized, you know, for starters, <laughs> I don't even eat Fruit Loops anymore. Oh man. I'm a grown man. Mm-hmm. And they're not even advertising to adults. No. They're, they're advertising not. to a new generation of Fruit Loop eaters. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with us 80s babies. That's true. You're yeah. right. I wonder if they taste the same. I haven't had Fruit Loops in a long time either. So I'm wondering. I'm sure they've changed because all these cereals taste a bit different now. Mm-hmm. But now that we're talking about cereal, we've been talking about cereal for a few months saying we're going to have, we're going to get Frosted Flakes and have cereal one Saturday morning. Yeah. And watch cartoons. Exactly. Did you put, we've talked about this, but did you put sugar in your cereal, in your Frosted Flakes, or no, was that just me? No, no, that had to be just you. Frosted Flakes <laughs> was sweet already. Really sweet. So much so that they would leave that, like that sugary film at the bottom of the bowl. Or yeah. rather, it would make the milk very, very sweet. sweet. Oh, yeah. And a pleasure and a treat to drink. Yeah, I would add just a little bit. No. Just a little. I, I know. Cornflakes, yes. Yeah, I definitely added sugar to cornflakes. Did you add sugar to Raisin Bran? Yes. Oh, I think God. I just added sugar to everything. But. Yeah. <laughs> I just liked it. I just really, yeah. Well, I am, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, we won't, but, I won't add sugar because we don't even have white sugar. Well, so that'd be weird to add brown sugar to it. That's true. Well, we have cane sugar. You can do cane. I mean, I'm open. (laughs) I'm open to trying. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to that Saturday morning. You know, when I brought that up, I was feeling a bit nostalgic. And um, those were great times. Get up in the morning, fix your bowl of cereal, sit in front of the TV, 
and watch the Saturday morning cartoon lineup, Hulk, X-Men, Spider-Man, all of those great cartoons. Good but times. Cartoons have changed so much. They have. So much. They're very cartoony now. They're just very like cartoony. Fruit Loops. So, you know. I used to watch um, Foster's Home of Imaginary Friends. Mm-hmm. I think, what was I watching before that? I can't remember what cartoon I was watching before that, but Foster's took that time slot, and I was so upset. I was really upset, and I was saying, quote, you mean to tell me they're going to replace that cartoon with this dumb mess? I don't want to see this. <laughs> and it took a little while, but I sat down one day, and I, and I watched it, and it was hilarious. Was it? And from that day forward, I couldn't get enough of it. I think I've only seen one episode of that, and it may not have been the full thing, but... I'll have to revisit that show. Mm-hmm. I'll have to revisit it. Well, that helped me to keep an open mind about the new cartoons that they put out. There you go. Um, I used to be a Teen Titans fan. And when they created Teen Titans Go, I was ready to react the same way as I did to Foster. <laughs> but I said, you know what? Let me give it a chance. And I watched it and it's funny. It is funny. Yeah, I mean, it it's, is funny. I've never watched the original, the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. So all I know is Teen Titans Go. Um, but and funny. it is funny. Yeah. It is funny. The episode where Raven was eating teeth. <laughs> she was working with the tooth fairy. Oh, and goodness. started eating teeth. It's like, what in the world? So special. <laughs> Anyways. Yes. Let, let's get, I mean, we're, we've been talking about cereal. And, and cartoons for a minute. Yeah. Okay. So... The last few months have been interesting for all of us. We've been uh, all impacted in different ways because of COVID-19. The Rona has canceled a lot of people's plans and the Rona. (laughs) That's the nickname. Yes. Um, A lot of the, the plans have been canceled. I feel like I'm saying the a lot right now. And I feel like the character on Teen Titans go, I don't remember her name. The one who's always saying. Oh, uh, Starfire. Okay. (laughs) But, because I said the plans. So, plans have been canceled or postponed. Um, A lot of adjustments have had to been, had, what? A lot of adjustments are being made this year because of this virus and people who, are used to traveling and being on the go a lot have been um, at home. Mm-hmm. And I think we are a part of that crew now because we 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 did some traveling last year. We did. We traveled quite a bit. And even at the beginning of this year, well, we, well, we brought this year in in another state. Right. So... Now we've been home for these last few months and we've been doing stuff locally and here, well, not too much locally actually, but we've been making the most of our time at home. Right. Um, like crab boils. Oh yes. And <clears throat> we've been on the grill a lot. We've been on the grill a lot. Um, we went rollerblading mm-hmm. a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Which was funny. But yes, yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Um, I haven't been rollerblading in a, in a while. And for my birthday, 
Sylvester gifted me with some rollerblades. So I was like, wow, it's been so long. Let's see if I still got it. And it took me a while to remember how to rollerblade. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a few little, you know, accidents. Not not bad ones, though. No, I just fall for no reason. Like, it didn't even make sense a couple times. I, okay, you know what? Enough about that. So we've been having our adventures here, but we're starting to miss traveling. Mm -hmm. We're ready to, like, go somewhere. We're ready to do something. Which we've already planned. We've already planned. Yeah. And we're ready. We're ready. What do you think about traveling right now? Do you... Have any thoughts on getting back to traveling? Yeah. Um, well, since meeting you, I have grown accustomed to moving around quite a bit. And um, believe it or not, this, this quarantine has been a bit frustrating for me. So the second we got the opportunity to travel, or rather the travel ban was slightly lifted, I immediately went online and I booked <laughs> something for us to just go. Even if it's just for one day, we're just going to go somewhere and do something. My thoughts on traveling. Well, I know that this, this state, next statement might be very controversial, but I'm going to say it. Uh, I believe that as long as you're healthy to start with, you don't necessarily have anything to worry about as far as getting sick yourself. Now, I know some people may be thinking, well, what about other people? What if you're spreading it around to people who aren't healthy? I get that. And that's true. So I think taking precautions, you know, the whole social distancing and sanitizing surfaces and keeping your hands washed and uh, things of that nature. I not think touching your face. Not touching your face. I, I think that helps. Um not going into very crowded areas, which I don't think they're allowing anyways. Even though the travel ban has been slightly lifted, I still don't think people are really congregating all that much. At the beach, they are. At the beach, they are. At the beaches, they are. Uh -huh. And yeah, but I think that's like, there are certain beaches that are very popular or certain areas of beaches and everyone, I think, is crowding certain areas. Because I've seen some people post pictures online and they're like, wow, the beach, you know, it's really busy today. And there's some people probably miles down. And they're like, we found an area where there not, there's not a lot of people. And that's ideal to go somewhere like that's not the popular area. It may not be right by the boardwalk. It may not be by the restaurants and stuff. But you can practice social distancing, but still enjoy yourself, be outside, spend time with your family and friends, mm -hmm. but be safe still. Right. So is that your thought? What? On traveling. What's that? Still maintaining the social distancing mm -hmm. and stuff? Yeah. Maintaining the social distancing, still, you know, being smart, right. just still be smart. Like just don't, we can't go out there and act as if, everything's just over just because the weather's nice. Mm -hmm. that makes <laughs> um, sense. Yeah. We still have to be aware and be careful and try not to touch our faces. Cause I didn't realize how much of a habit that is just mm -hmm. touching your nose and mouth and eyes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, well, wash your we, hands, wash your, hands. <laughs> wash your hands. We, we definitely will be practicing all of that because, um, 
uh, just a few minutes ago. So for the trip that we had planned, we ordered some things. And just a few minutes ago, I uh, checked my Amazon account and the package is sitting at the front door. Oh, yeah. So Yay. We, we are ready. <laughs> we're ready to we're get ready to go. <laughs> so. Nice. Okay, so I ran across a story that I wanted to share. And I've had this story just hanging out in my phone for about a week because I didn't want to share it with you just yet. Okay. And I've been wanting to talk about it to, to our listeners and you. Okay. I've been wanting to share it, but I didn't want to... I wanted to get your your reaction along with our listeners at the same time. Even though I won't hear you guys' reactions, but listeners, please... Let us know what you think of this story that I'm about to share. Um, I found this on the Facebook. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, buckle up. The The title of the story, maybe not the title, but like the, the subject line, this person says, oh, really quick side note. I was going to read this by saying she and her as I'm telling this story, but I'm just going to read it just as is so I'm not trying to switch back and forth too much throughout this story. I want to get through it as quickly as possible so we can discuss it. All right. I, 32-year-old female, found out last night that my husband, 37-year-old male, stalked and manipulated me into a relationship. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Hi, all. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how to start. I'm a regular, so this is from Reddit, the website Reddit. I'm a regular Redditor, but also sometimes browse the site when bored. I look online to see if I could find any information regarding my issue. Well, at least not anything, anything helpful. Never thought I'd be making this kind of post, but here I am. Apologies if this gets long. I haven't really been able to gather my thoughts. Background. So... I met my husband, who I'll call Dave, that's not his real name, about five years ago. We've been married for two and a half years now. We have an adorable 20-month-old daughter, and I'm currently four months pregnant. We just bought a house a couple years ago in the suburbs outside of a larger metropolitan area. Dave was an acquaintance, acquaintance of a coworker, Mark. So about five years ago, I started to see him frequently at the bar we'd go to get drinks after work. I'll admit that at first I wasn't particularly attracted to him. Not that he's ugly. He just wasn't the type that I was into at that point in my life. Anyway, when Dave started coming around, he would after a while try to chit chat with me. It was obvious that he was interested, but I tried to decline his advances as gently as I could. He was persistent. And one night, after maybe one drink too many, I agreed to go on a date with him. I remember... Wait, mm -hmm. So she's blaming the fact that they went on a date or she accepted the offer on alcohol. Blamed it on the alcohol. That's 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 what she's blaming it so on right it now. It makes me wonder, what <laughs> is it about him that is just so unattractive? I mean... It, she needed alcohol to it, say yes. So it could be a number of things. So maybe, like she said, he she didn't say he's ugly. She's like, not that he's ugly. He's just not my type, that the type that I typically go for or that she went for at the time. So maybe she had a type and he just wasn't that type. And she could have been, 
just closed off to anything outside of her type at that time. Or maybe, maybe he dressed like a pirate. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay. Right, I'm not going to. No, please do interject okay. if you have right. questions, comments, or concerns. Because I was literally talking to my phone as I was reading this. And you heard me making noises and gasping while I was reading. And you're like, what? And I was like, oh, nothing. I'll tell you later. But what so do you I think totally understand. To I'm just curious. What do I think she had to drink? Yeah, Probably a Long Island I see. Hmm. Probably two. Did Probably a blue Long from, Island. Did you feel like you could visualize what she looked like? After reading the whole story, or or not I, so much. Yeah, I, I visualize. You visualize what yeah. she looked like. Yes, because that's what I do. I yes, my imagination is very. What vivid. what race is it? As I read this story, this is a Caucasian. Okay. Woman. Okay. And male. And male. Okay. Mm-hmm. Male okay. and female, gotcha. both Caucasian. And they both have well, to me, she has brown like wavy hair like a little bit past her shoulders. And he has receding hair that I can't really tell the color of. Maybe how, it's um, dark. How old is she? Did she say? Um, yeah, she said she is 32 and 32. he is 37. 37. Okay, that was in the beginning. Okay. okay. All right. I'm All right. Ready. So back to the story. Yes. <laughs> All right. I remember the date started out a bit awkward as our previous encounters had always been within a group. So it was the first time it had been just the two of us. Plus, I admit, I didn't really want to be there. I'd actually considered canceling, but I was having really bad luck dating at that point. More on that later. So I decided, since I had no other plans, why not? Anyway, the date started out slow and was mostly Dave talking for the first half. But then after a while, he started bringing up some topics that I was interested in. A hobby and a particular cause, which I felt strongly about. The second half of the date was much better. And I was kind of surprised to learn that Dave and I actually had some things in common. I was still hesitant, but decided to give Dave a chance. And although he definitely liked me a lot more than I liked him in the beginning, our relationship slowly began to grow and I eventually fell in love with him. Since then, I would say that we've been a really good, we've had a really good relationship. He is my best friend, an excellent father and a great husband. Furthermore, he's a good provider as well. Once our daughter was born, he decided that it made the most financial sense for me to quit my job and stay home. It was a role that I admittedly was not 100% on board with in the beginning, but when we looked at the numbers, it was the most logical decision. Despite my initial hesitancy, I've since grown to love it. I honestly couldn't imagine having to spend so much time away from my daughter, but I recognize that, oh, were you going to say something? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like she, I mean, t- uh, two times in a row, she's grown to love. Mm-hmm. She grew to love him. She grew to love the decision to stay home and, you know, be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. At this point in the story, I want to ask the question, what is the problem? But I know we're getting to that. What's the problem? But anyways, go, okay. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm curious. <laughs> okay. But I recognize that because of my husband, we are in a very fortunate position to do so. Um, I know many families cannot live off of just one income. I don't want to give away too much personal info. So I'll say that my husband works in IT. We're not rich by any stretch of the imagination, but we're able to live a modest middle-class lifestyle on just my husband's income. 
except for the rare couples fight between um, between my husband and I. We've generally been really good. We get along well. And up until last night, I would say that my life is ideal. The issue, mm. since you were asking, here we go. Okay. The issue is. Can I guess? Sure. He did his research. Continue. What, what do you mean? He did his research. He figured out some things about her. And during the date, he would bring those things up. And um, they, she found interest. So maybe he talked to a friend. Maybe he, he was just watching her. Maybe... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. That's you know what? Just I'm, I'm just gonna let you. Just gonna let you. No, read. it's it's perfectly okay. I was over here like, wait, wait a minute. But so the hold issue. Hold on. The issue. Well, you know what? Maybe we should do a commercial break right now, and then I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh my goodness. Okay, let's let's go. All I'm right. Ready. Like many people, my husband has been working at home since the whole coronavirus mess started. It took a little bit of adjustment, but it hasn't been too bad. As my husband works in IT, his work hasn't been disrupted too much by having to work remotely. I think the change in the environment has been the biggest issue. To stay connected with my husband has been... To stay connected, meeting... I'm so sorry, excuse me. To stay connected, my husband has been meeting virtually once or twice a week with his friends or co-workers. Last night, he was playing games with his little brother, Tom... 30 years old and a couple of his friends while playing these games my husband had a few beers he rarely drinks but since the lockdown he's been having two to three beers usually on friday nights when meeting virtually with his friends it's not a problem in my opinion and i only mention it because he doesn't have much of a tolerance for alcohol this is relevant because last night he had more than his usual two to three beers so after i put our daughter to bed i checked my cell phone to see that i had a message from tom's girlfriend They'd been dating for about a year now, excuse me, a year and a half now, and they only lived an hour away. We frequently double date. I like Tom and his girlfriend, so I was super excited when I opened her message to see that they were officially now engaged. Hmm. It was a big group chat, so it was filled with messages of congratulations. I noticed that in one message, Tom had written big thanks to Dave, who, without his advice, I would have never gotten this far. I personally thought it was very sweet and it seemed like they were looking to us as an example. I immediately ran downstairs to my husband to talk to him about it. I knew he was playing games with Tom, so he obviously must have known earlier about the engagement. I sat on the couch and we were talking about how long Tom had been planning this out and how much the ring cost and when the wedding was, all that good stuff. I noticed that Dave was a bit drunk, how, why would she want to know how much the ring costs? Um, I guess, like, maybe that's something people talk about. I know that's not me. Right. That I'm not sure if you talk to people about that kind of thing, but... I don't. Uh, that's why I asked the question. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're getting married? Well, how much did the ring cost? Like, like really? Hey, guys, let us know. Um, do you guys talk about how much a ring might cost? Like, is that something that comes up? Because for us, that's not like a topic of discussion with right. people so let us know if that's something you discuss i'm curious to know mm, i'm really curious all right mm, okay 
So I noticed that Dave was a bit drunk, which I guess was the result of him celebrating his little brother's next step in life. While cuddling, I mentioned to him about how good of an example he was to Tom, and this is where it all began. The whole night was such a whirlwind that I don't even remember every little thing, but basically Dave told me about how he helped Tom make his girlfriend, now fiance, fall in love with him. I asked what he meant, and he went into this whole story, which I'd never heard before, about how he got me to fall in love with him. The true story of how we met and how we quote unquote fell in love and how our relationship blossomed. Dave was clearly drunk and I was just so shocked that all I could do was stupidly smile and act like everything was no big deal. I think this just made him open up even more. The real story, according to my husband, is that he first found me on a dating site about a half a year before we first met. He claims that he initially sent me a message, but I just ignored him. He looked kind of hurt when he was talking about this, but I told him that women get hundreds of messages a week on those sites, and there was no way that I'd read through all of them, much less respond. He claims that I did read his message, but no response. He says that we ranked very high in compatibility and had a lot of the same interest and that he just knew we'd make a perfect couple. So apparently after this, he started creating a bunch of fake profiles. He stole pictures of very attractive men from social media profiles. He said he would make minor changes um, so as to not be reverse searched. I never even considered that. Even using these profiles, he started basically catfishing me. Over the course of a couple of months, he was able to initiate conversations with me on numerous occasions with different profiles. And eventually at some point, I guess I mentioned where I worked. He said he spent hours searching through Facebook and LinkedIn before he found my picture. At that point, he had my name and started hardcore stalking me online. He created numerous social media profiles, some of which I accepted as friends slash followers. So when, so then he was able to stalk my life. After a couple months, according to him, he started stalking me in real life. He said that he started going to hang out at the bar where we'd always go after work. And he befriended Mark, my coworker. Mark worked in IT like Dave. And although nice, he was socially awkward and a bit of a loner. I was always surprised when he would join us for happy hour because he would usually just sip on his beer and not say anything. Anyway, I guess Dave started stalking Mark and became his new friend somehow. So then we'd meet for happy hour. Dave would inevitably start to hang out with my group of coworkers and I, and it seemed to work out well because Dave was pleasant and Mark seemed to open up a bit more when he was around. So this went on for like a month and then Dave started to hit on me. Again, he's not a bad looking guy, but he just wasn't my type. After a month or two, I eventually agreed, as mentioned before, I was drunk and having terrible luck in the dating game. My bad luck was actually Dave's fake profiles. Wow. Mm -hmm. Is that when you guessed? Yeah. While reading? I was like, oh, what? Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow, okay. Mm -hmm. I kept chatting with guys who I thought would, would have really gotten along with me. In some cases, we chatted for weeks, and then when it was time to meet, I kept getting blown off. It was a huge hit to my self-esteem. One night, after waiting for over an hour for my date to show up, I finally went back to my car and I just cried. I couldn't understand it, and I honestly started having doubts about myself. One particularly cruel episode was after another date, 
with one of Dave's fake profiles, I received a text message which said, which said something like, I didn't look as good as my picture and was accused of catfishing him. The next week during our happy hour when I was, was when I finally agreed to go on a date with Dave. I guess he essentially tore me down so that I would feel like crap and agree to go out with him. When I asked him about the different phone numbers, he claimed that he had a, he bought a few burner phones. Like, what in the world? Uh, uh, okay, go mm-hmm. ahead. No, no. I'm just saying, that is a lot. It's a lot of work, right? That is a lot of work. I mean, what does she look like? I mean, what about her made it worth to him to do all of that work? All of that work. It's a, it's a lot. Burner phones, fake Instagram accounts, you know, fake profile accounts on a dating app. Mm-hmm. Stalking in real life, befriending someone right. that is connected with her. I mean, that's a lot. Okay. It ahead. is. It is. Mm-hmm. But wait, it gets worse. Oh. Something I never told Dave about was when he first, when he and I first started dating, I actually was talking with someone else. I wasn't completely into Dave like he was into me in the beginning. So when this gorgeous guy began messaging me on the dating site I was using, I started chatting with him. After constantly being blown off on dates, I was very cautious when I was talking to Alex. So even though things seemed to be going well, I was still talking to Dave as well. I wanted to be sure that Alex wasn't just another butthole. Okay. So before I made any decisions with Dave, go ahead. So we, I believe we talked about the dating app in the first episode. Mm-hmm. Is that what we talked about? Uh, mm-hmm. like, did we talk it was about the first that? or second? First or second. Anyways, at some point after chatting for a while, it's time for a phone call. Right? You, you exchange phone numbers and you talk in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, so at, at no point in time did that ever occur to her to say, hey, you know, or, or the guy just never initiated. I guess he was smart enough to know not to initiate uh, exchanging phone numbers so that they can talk on the phone. Does she mention anything about that? Anyways, I, I just think it's strange to go through so many guys and even agree to meet someone mm-hmm. without first talking to them on the phone. Right. Strange. Right. It is. But. People do it. All right. It is. It's a risk. It's a big risk. Right. Absolutely. But, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm trying so, not to enter. I know you said it's okay. It's okay. It yeah. really is. It okay. really is. Because I'm sure the listeners are doing the same thing. Wait one minute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Alex and I went on our first date, which was absolutely great until the end. The day was off to a good start because he actually showed up, unlike the other guys. And he was even more handsome in real life. I couldn't believe that someone like Gross. him was interested in me. Yes, baby. Did he pay this dude? Oh, man. Okay. Wow. As I said, my self-esteem was absolutely in the gutter by now. I'm so as the <laughs> I'm holding my, I'm waiting for it. It's okay to breathe. Breathe. Okay. Okay. I get, I get it, though. So, as the, so the date goes great. We get along. We're laughing. We're staring into each other's eyes. I haven't felt this kind of connection ever. I remember my heart fluttered. I even had butterflies in my stomach. 
I honestly thought it was love at first sight. Up until the end, it was a really magical night, like something out of a movie. We had a couple glasses of wine, but neither of us were drunk, but we were feeling good. I wonder what kind of wine it was. Anyway, um, I'm not drinking right now, so I'm... You're on a ban? I'm on a ban? A ban. Yeah, I banned myself mm -hmm. until the end of the month. Yeah. No wine or champagne or but kombucha. The one with not alcohol. No love. Okay. All right, guys. So <laughs> we had a couple glasses of wine, but neither of us were drunk. But we were feeling good. After we got out of the bar, we started making out in the parking lot. I just felt so good in the moment, and I really thought I finally found a guy who I connected with. And it had been a while since I had been with anyone, so I lost myself in a bit of passion and suggested that Alex come home with me. I still remember the way his face just dropped. His beautiful blue eyes became as cold as ice and his body just tensed up. He stepped back and said, sorry, I'm not into sluts, and walked off. It was the, one of the most devastating moments of my life. I would have never guessed something like that happening, not after the night we just shared, and I was honestly in shock. I thought it was maybe a stupid joke, but he seriously just turned and walked away. After what I felt like forever, I realized he wasn't coming back, and I swear I had just, I had a full-on breakdown. I remember that my stomach just felt like someone punched me and began painfully twisting. I couldn't breathe, and I just began sobbing. I don't remember if anyone saw me or not, but no one came up to me or said anything. I cried all the tears I could, and after there was nothing left, I managed to catch my breath and finally walked home. I had some very dark thoughts that night. I couldn't stop beating myself, ruining what I thought was once in a lifetime chance. Honestly, even during my marriage, I still frequently think, thought about Alex. For me, he was the one that got away, and I blamed myself for years. I guess I should mention, that the Saturday night when I went out with Alex, I actually canceled plans with Dave. When he texted me the next day to go mini golfing, I was only too happy to go. Looking back, I seriously attached myself to Dave after that, and our so-called fairy tale love grew from then. Now, why is all this worth mentioning? Well, last night while Dave was proudly telling me a story about all he'd done to be with me. He mentioned that he had even paid a guy to date me. Mm -hmm. When I inquired further, he told me about how Alex was actually paid by Dave to go on a date with me. The idea was to do a couple of dates and then ditch me, I guess, to wreck my self-esteem. I don't even know, but I was in absolute shock and I had never mentioned Alex to Dave and we only exchanged messages for a couple of weeks and then it was just the one date. I didn't want Dave to know I had been talking to other guys in the beginning, so of course I wasn't going to mention it. So that just made everything all too real. Dave seemed to have found it funny as he was telling me how he reached out to some broke aspiring male model who lived a couple in a city a couple hours away. He offered to pay this guy to set up a profile, chat with me, and go on a few dates. I don't know if Alex was just a desperate was just desperate for cash or a complete douchebag. But either way, he agreed to do the proposition. Per Dave, the idea was that Alex would, after a few dates, basically start to act like a jerk and eventually stop seeing me. 
per day so that I could learn to quote unquote appreciate what I have rather than chasing a fantasy. However, Alex saw an opportunity right away when I threw myself at him and took it. I asked Dave why he would do something like that, and Dave's response was that I was a dumb girl who was chasing guys out of her league and that I needed a reality check to see that the best guy for her was right in front of her face. Oh. Oh. Okay. Up until now, I think I'd been smiling and generally in disbelief about the whole thing, which I think only encouraged him to keep going. But the story about Alex just horrified me. I literally had a panic attack after that night. And looking back at it now, I don't think my self-esteem, confidence ever recovered. I asked Dave how much he paid Alex and he told me $1,000. Now, after Dave admitted about Alex, I immediately went upstairs and went to bed. I guess Dave had another couple of beers and passed out on the couch. I saw him this morning and he's painfully hungover. I had only one other time in my life seen him as drunk as he was last night. And it was many years ago. I want to ask him again if it was all true, what he said last night, but I know it is. He knew too many details. He's too hungover anyway to have a coherent talk right now. Plus, he would say he doesn't remember anything. I don't know what to do or if there's anything I can do. I'm horrified and absolutely shocked at what I learned. I suppose that I overly romanticized um, our relationship and marriage. But now it just doesn't seem real. But I have to admit that I'm also perversely very flattered. My husband is not a lazy man, but he struggles to make and keep plans. The story he told last night seems almost unbelievable. And like I said, if it wasn't for the details, I would say no way is he capable of such a thing. That a man would spend so much time and effort just to be with me, although creepy, also seems a bit romantic, maybe? I don't want to bring this up to any of my friends or family, so the internet seems to be my only option. I guess I'm looking for some outside perspective on this. Also, is this normal at all? I mean, have any guys out there manipulated a situation or event to an extreme degree to be with a girl? Ladies, do you know if any man has ever done something like this? Up until last night, I had a great loving husband, a beautiful family, and the life that most would kill for. Technically, nothing has changed, except now I know. Since everything is, was, so good, do I even bring it up again? Perhaps I should just accept that my husband wanted me so bad that he went to insane measures to make it happen, and just to be happy with the great life that I have. I just don't know. Maybe I should see a therapist. I just feel lost right now. I have no idea what to do, if anything. Is that it? The end. Incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Are there men out there that do things like that? Absolutely. He's one of them. Um, is that common in my circle? Absolutely not. Uh, no, that is a lot of work and manipulation. Mm-hmm. Um I know that this is a situation that is, okay, so let me back up and say that if kids were not involved, get out. I know she says that she she feels flattered to a certain degree, 
maybe I know she probably still loves her husband, but for me personally, mm -hmm. that whole relationship is built on something that is not true. Wow. Yeah. It's built on something that's not true. Um, wow. Right? Mary. That's like a Lifetime movie right there. Exactly. Is that real stuff on there? I mean, is, is that a real story? I mean, you know, sometimes I wonder about some of these, some of these posts, especially something like that. It's like super detailed and that was pages long. So sometimes I'm reading that and I'm like, is this real or is this someone who wants to be a writer? A writer. <laughs> like, um, but I, I, I actually feel like something like that could happen. Mm -hmm. I think that might be a true story. But it's so much work. It is a lot of work. And I, I, so I started thinking like, as the man, why would you want to be with someone that bad who doesn't want you right away? Like not right away, but who, someone who isn't interested, mm -hmm. someone who isn't like organically into you, you're going to force them into liking you? Right. Like, it, how does that make you feel? As a guy, do you think that you won? Do you feel like this person truly loves you or do they love this idea yeah 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 the guy has won that he set out to conquer and that's exactly what he done and um in his mind he won he's happy he got the prize wow she will so you said if there if children were not in the picture to leave is yeah. it because he's going to try to possibly get custody of the children or it's going to just make things really, they're going to have to still be in touch with each other well, because thing, of kids. Well, the thing is with the kids, um, it, it really depends on the state of mind, the emotional maturity and state of the mom. Um, if, if she can maintain and, and just remain the way that she is now throughout you know, the uh, child rearing years for the kids saying, yeah, you can stay in a relationship like that. But if it's going to tear her down and she's going to act out and, and, you know, respond negatively, then it's probably best to just go ahead and just, mm -hmm. just get out. But, um, you know, for the sake of the little ones, now I know that may, to some, that's noble. That's a noble sentiment. To some, that's selfish. It's like, wait a minute. So she's just going to suffer all of that time just to get the kids to 18 and just be with this person who has tricked her into being into this relationship. I, I think that is really a case-by-case case situation. If she can maintain and she's okay with doing that, then, you know, for the sake of the little ones, raising healthy little ones because um, the, the, the divorce can really scar the kids and then you create a whole generation of just um, broken people. Um, so it, to be a martyr in, in a case like that, I think that there is some benefit to it. Um, but at, at the same time, to stay in a relationship like that and, and continue to, to act out against this person now, mm -hmm. I don't even want to say husband against this person right. can also damage the little ones so that's why I say it's a, it's a case by case situation 
I think that a story like that is just incredible. I think that everything that he went through to get her, that is not um like flattering. breaking her down right. to make her feel like, okay, none of these other guys want me. Okay, but this guy really wants me, so let me... Right. Yeah. That was a lot. And that's not flattering yes. at all. It's crazy. To, to someone like me, it's crazy, it's right? Crazy. <laughs> what else is he capable of? That's one thing I was looking through the comments, because that's what I like to do. Look at comments of what people have to say, and that's what a lot of people were saying. Like, what else is he capable of like this guy you never know right. what else he might have up his sleeve Jeez. um yeah so some people were like you know he convinced you to stop your job and stay home with the child is he is he taking you away from your family and friends too is mm -hmm. he like you know distancing you from people because that's abuse and and it's all like it could be a huge mess or like towards the end when she was like you know but i'm flattered and that's a lot that he went through and he doesn't really execute any of his plans like that so that took a lot for him to do and it's kind of interesting that i mean maybe she's looking at the bright side to not flip out but that's gonna that's a lot going on in her mind because in the back of her mind every day that's going to be playing that okay he tricked me into this mm -hmm. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. I had to share, though. I Thank had to share the story because it was so interesting. That. Yes. And <laughs> I know it was difficult for you not to tell me about it mm -hmm. up until this point, until this recording. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. We'll have to talk more about it later. Yes. We'll talk more. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So, yes. Let's move on to our DIY segment. Yes. Let's switch gears. Miss Rosemary, take it away. So, man, was that this month? Was that earlier this month? That was this month. This month is flying by. Was so it? I yeah, yeah, yeah. It was this month. Okay. What we did for a recent date night was um, my best friend and her husband. We we did a virtual double date with them. And dating during this time, going on dates is not really... We, you can do picnic dates. You can, you know, probably go for a walk somewhere. There's been lots of things that have been options, but being able to socialize with others hasn't really been one of the um, major options. And uh, everything's virtual now. There's lots of virtual parties, Zoom parties, virtual everything. So we did a virtual double date. Mm -hmm. and we cooked and they cooked well actually they they ended up ordering they food did, yeah. <laughs> they ended up ordering food but we we ate together and we video called and we talked for it was like two and a half hours it was mm -hmm. two hours and some change mm -hmm. and we talked and laughed and ray played some music Celicia. um all of us, we all dressed up. Celicia had on shoes. Like she wore wedges. Sylvester also, you wore shoes. Mm -hmm. Ray and I were both like not doing the whole shoe thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had on flip flops and I think he had on just some socks or I something. Had a, Did uh, you have on? Sports coat. You had on a sports coat? That was yeah. so nice. 
We it was a date and it was so nice to be able to hang out with friends, although virtually it was it was really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, the the phone froze up a couple of times, but we just waited till it came back, and continued our chat. And we laughed. We listened to music a little bit. We we had a really nice time. We did. That was so much fun. And it was a great conversation. We actually started off talking about Teen Titans. Yes, you did. That was the beginning. <laughs> I'm not even sure how we got into that. I don't know. We talked I don't know. about Teen Titans. We talked about comic books. Mm -hmm. We talked about relationships. We talked about one thing at the end, which was really funny. We shared a personal experience. So the question was, Miss <laughs> Rosemary, <laughs> the question was, um, they, they've been married, or rather, they've been together for a very long time. And so I was curious, and I asked him the question, hey, have, during this quarantine, you've been spending a lot of time together at home. Have you learned anything new about your significant other? And uh, they thought about it for a little bit. They said, you know, man, we've been together for a long time. I don't know if we've learned anything new about one another. And then I shared something. I said, well, you know, you know we're engaged right now, and we're still learning a ton about one another. And I just learned something about Rosemary that I want to share with, with you. <laughs> and so they were interested. I think I even saw them lean in a little bit. They probably yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we were laying in the bed. And there are times when you like to keep your feet out. So your body's covered up with the blanket, but your feet are out. Which yes. I get, because when you get hot, as long as you put your feet out, you know, it helps you, it helps you cool off. Mm -hmm. So I just so happened to look down at the foot of the bed, at those feet, and I noticed that the toes were stretched as far as the east is from the west. <laughs> they oh were stretched so far from one another, I had to pause and take a look, a closer look, and then I had to ask the question, Rose, Mary, what are you doing? <laughs> Why are your toes like that? And oh not only goodness. are your toes stretched very far apart, but your pinky toe is like across town. It's like, Listen, how is your pinky toe way over there? I'm a yogi, okay? Stretching is important. I and we don't it. leave our feet out. We stretch our toes. Maybe some more than others. But <laughs> it feels great. You have to... It was strange. <laughs> it was very strange. So oh, then I thought goodness. back to another time when I saw you your toes and um you were playing with them i mean just doing things that are different with your toes than what someone else would do so you were in the shower don't worry about my toes okay well I'm they're just, happy you were in the shower happy feet and i just so happened to <laughs> look down and i saw your toes just like splashing the big toe in the middle of the toe just going fast just splashing in the water and I had to ask the question again, Rosemary, <laughs> why are you moving your toes that why fast? Why do you not splash around with your toes in the water? Only your toes? Is, I mean, I'm not going to sit on the floor in the shower. I might, but most times I don't. Okay. Well. <laughs> yes, only my toes because I'm standing and washing the rest of my body. My toes are just enjoying the water as it hits Listen, again, don't worry about my toes. I'm my feet saying, are happy. I, they are. <laughs> they are very happy feet. Very happy. Oh, so my goodness. 
we got to get laugh. And um, <laughs> he mentioned something about his significant others. Told us I won't bring that up, but it was so funny. This is why we're best friends, though. And that's why she's my matron of honor. Because we like our feet to enjoy themselves. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so very strange. So very strange. Oh, but man. welcome. It, it was welcome. I, I learned. I laughed. We shared. We laughed. That uh, virtual date was, was very fun. It was really fun. And we definitely have to schedule something again. Mm-hmm. Ray suggested maybe next time we can do a picnic. Okay. We can do a virtual picnic date. But we um, we are we want to hear what you guys have been doing. If you've been doing any virtual dates or doing parties with people virtually, let us know. Um, leave comments or shoot us some messages to let us know what you guys have been doing to, to stay social during this time. Because um, we, we like all the ideas. Mm-hmm. There's been really creative things that people have been doing. Right. And um, it's been really cool to get creative during this time. So before we close out this episode, Sylvester has something he would like to share with our listeners. There is something that he is going to start implementing. Right. It's going to be launching soon. Yes, very soon, very soon. So everyone look out for Bear Health. That is B-A-R-E, health. Uh Bear health, uh, bear, the bear part is actually a, uh, a play on words. My nickname is bear. Uh, so bear health, I've always been very heavily into nutrition. And I want to share that information with everyone else along with the coming uh, supplements. I think the first uh, bit of information that I definitely want to put out there for everyone because it's extremely important is, you know what? Why don't everyone just wait until the next episode. Yes, we'll so share more. In, right. Tune in to the next episode. And um, I will talk a little more about nutrition. I'll spend just a small segment talking about nutrition so that um, we are all moving towards the simplicity of health, bare health. Hey. All right. So thank you for tuning in to Let's DIY Life. And we will catch you on the next episode and we'll be sharing more about bear health. So my my life, life, my my project, project, my my results. results.